Hello, friends. Hi. Welcome back to the Addicted to the Magic podcast. I'm Jess. And I'm Amanda. And we are so excited to talk about uh, Disneyland, of course, again this week. Absolutely. I feel like that was like a cheerleader roll call. We're like, I'm Jess. I'm Amanda. (laughs) We're feeling extra pumped today because I just got me a very large soda. So I'm feeling real caffeinated and awake and And alive. I just got back from Disneyland. So I am just pumped as is. Yeah. No caffeine needed. We are just talking about Amanda's trip, so, you know, just a little casual hangout this week hey. of just talking about Disneyland, because, you know, that's what we all want to hear. We just we just want to hear about Disneyland. Which is why you're here, because you just want to hear all about us going to Disneyland. Yeah. It's hopefully it'll inspire you to go sooner than you were expecting. dun dun so that's all we're going to talk about today, and it's going to be awesome. Oh. There's no structure. We're just going to shoot the shiz, as they say. Just, just going to shoot the shirts, right? <laughs> I know. If any of you watch The Good Place, we're going to shoot the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that so much. I think it's so funny. Oh, I love Well, I haven't seen it before, so maybe I need to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Side note, if you haven't seen The Good Place, they just put a, a season three on Netflix. So Done. go binge it. It's pretty hilarious. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about your trip. So uh, let's start with like how many days you went and where you stayed. Okay. So we flew out. Um, we actually flew out on a Tuesday, spent the day in Anaheim, and then spent three days in Disneyland, and then flew home on a Saturday. So it was a good length of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was myself, my husband, and our two kids that are four and six. And uh, yeah, we... We like to plan a trip to Disneyland regularly, um, but we also enjoy a very unplanned trip to Disneyland where we can just jump in and go. And so we actually ended up having some family join us unexpectedly. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about that. They jumped. Yeah. Should we talk about that now? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay. So we actually, we had planned this trip a few months ago. Um, My husband and I, and my husband said, hey, should we invite... Our friends Jess and Skyler, and should we invite his brother Todd and Brooke? And if you've listened to our previous episodes, we've talked about going to Disneyland with the six of us. So this we is who we're talking. Six. We are the six that they're talking about. Yes. They are. They have gone to Disneyland with them before. Yes. but of course it's his brother. So of course you know. Yes. 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 Just a side note. So we uh, we'd actually originally ask Jess and Sky to come with us, and Jess was going to be there before we were shooting a wedding. Just as videography. Mm-hmm. And um, so it wasn't going to coordinate that way. And we had invited Todd and Brooke to join us. And Brooke was pregnant. And Todd was like, I don't think it's going to work out this year. She's not going to want to go to Disneyland when she's pregnant, uh, which we'll talk about on a later podcast because mm-hmm. I actually completely disagree that there's nothing for a pregnant woman to do in Disneyland. Yeah, we'll talk about all the things you can do while you're pregnant, a.k.a. all the things you can eat. All the the magic that you can eat. But yes, I've gone pregnant with both of my kids and enjoyed um, both times. In fact, I've gone multiple times while being pregnant. So um, anyway, Todd and Brooke had said, look, it's not going to work out. Um, Brooke's pregnant. She's feeling sick. So um, they said that they were out for this trip. So we were planning on just going with our family and, um, we went for the first day and had a great time. And the second morning, um, we play a game with our friends via text message. So, 
Um, Jess and Sky are on there, Todd and Brooke are on there, and a few of our other friends are on there, and it's called Where in the Disney. And we uh, take photos. I think we talked about this in our other we po- have. podcast. We we take photos of random areas throughout the park, and then everybody else guess where we are. It's seriously uh, so fun. That doesn't that sounds weird. I think if you've never done it, it <laughs> is so fun. It's mostly fun because there are things that you're like, oh, I know I've seen that yes. before. I know there's a mural and I've seen it and I can't remember where it is. And then when the answer finally comes out, you're like, Oh, I totally knew that. So, Mm -hmm. and Jess is really awesome at it. And if I can tap myself on the back, I'm pretty good at it too. So I feel like you and Adam are so good at it. I feel like they just send the pictures and I'm like anxiously like awaiting the response. Like, yeah, I'm going to win. So anyway, it helps you get through your day when you're not at Disney and when you're on the other end and you're not at Disney, I feel like it seriously is such a fun way to spend your day. Yes. In fact, we'll probably, we'll have to add that to our Instagram sometime is somewhere in the Disney. We'll send some screenshots of, yeah, some of our text threads. It's good. It's It's good stuff. It's so good. So anyway, um, we received, uh, so we were at Disneyland, so we were sending out the, the photos and people were guessing. And the next morning we got a photo from our brother-in-law, Todd, and it was, a it was an address and we were like oh that's funny he just googled where yeah. we were staying and sent us a picture of the address board like it's a it's a marquee that's out in front of the the hotel and we were like oh so he googled it that's really funny wait and, side note did he actually know where you were staying well i think i mean so we typically stay at the tropicana that's what i Suisse. thought that's like where you guys stay, that's where right? adam and i always stay and yeah we like it it's convenient todd to likes it too todd loves it and so if Todd were planning his own trip, he would have gone right. there either way. But I think he knew. I'm not sure. But we ended up, we were walking to the park and we saw a truck and we were like, that's Todd's truck. And Adam looked at the license plate and I, I was like, it's not Todd's truck. Like, they're not at Disneyland. And he's like, no, dude, that's Todd's truck. And he walked around the back of it and he was like, dude, this is Todd's truck. And I was like, are you... Are you sure? Like, I mean, it could be his truck. And he was like, it's Todd's truck. And I was like, call him right now. Because he sent us that picture. And I was like, is that the picture of the hotel? And he was like, dude, it's the picture of the hotel. And so he called Todd right then. And he was like, Todd. And Todd goes, Adam. And he goes, where are you right now? I need to know exactly where you are. And then we could hear him walking down the stairwell right next to where we were. And we were like, Shut up. So then his kids came around. So there are two kids that are around the same age. This is our kids. And then Brooke, his wife, they all came walking around the corner and they go into this story. And I guess Todd was sitting at work. We were playing Where in the Disney and we were sending him all these pictures. No, specifically what it was is you were sending all of the wait times because we'll talk about this at the end of the episode. For some reason, we'll talk about why we think it's empty Disneyland is a freaking ghost town right yes. now, and it has been all summer. This is 2019, if you're watching this in the future. This is what, the end of, are we in September? We're the in middle, the beginning of We're at the beginning yeah. of September, and so this trip was at the end of August yep. and of 2019, and they were sending all of the wait times. Yes. And, and they were like, even though it says 15 minutes, like we just walked on. Yes. And it was, I could kind of. I kind of suspected that they were going to do something like that because their responses to everything, it was like you had shown pictures of the Lamplight Lounge, which none of us have eaten at before. It's in DCA. And they were like, 
did you just walk in or did you get a reservation? And that was like their response instead of like, oh my gosh, that looks so good. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, the yeah, next yeah. time we go. Da, 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 yeah, like, like I can't wait this. to eat there. That looks so good. Which is a, which is a, a normal totally response. normal response from them. And then it was like, um, there was something about wait times again. And it was like, are you kidding me? Like what? And it was just like stuff like that. Like I yeah. kind of, and it was like, has it been like that all day? Like they were just yes. answering, they were just asking very like, like, we will be there soon, so we like, need to know let's, these things. So, yeah, but they, but it was like, okay, so now continue with their story that he was at work with the, because yeah. that's, that's the context of the type of stuff that was being sent. Yes, that's true. So we were, we were, I mean, I'm a good planner when it comes to Disneyland. We talked about in our other podcast, making reservations in advance. And so I always set a notification 60 days before we arrive. So mm-hmm. I know a couple of places I like to take uh, to make reservations yeah. for because I know I'll need them. Um, and so I had made a couple of reservations ahead of time and things like that. And so um, we were just bragging about the cool things we were getting to do and showing the wait times of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the new which was incredible. Smuggler's Run was listed at 20 minutes, which like this is a brand new ride. It's mm-hmm. three months old. It should not ever hit a 20 minute wait time. And we sent that over and Todd was like, has it been like that all day yes. or is it just right now? And we were like, no, it's kind of, it's been slow. It's been 45 minutes, 60 minutes, but like never over an hour. So he was very into our answers. Well, turns mm-hmm. out he was at work and he was with his coworkers and they said, hey, what are you working on today? What projects are you doing? He goes, I don't even know. Like, I don't have any due dates right now. I have a few things, but really nothing pressing and I'm just bored. And um, somebody said, well, well, what are your plans for today? And he goes, well, I know what my brother's plans are for today. My brother's at Disneyland today. And he's riding all these rides and this and this and this. And one of his coworkers said, well, why don't you just go then? And he was like, well, my wife's pregnant and this and that. And they were like, yeah, but why don't you just go? And he was like, yeah, why don't I just go? So mm-hmm. he actually talked it over with his coworkers and said like, you know, wouldn't it be cool? And I could drive through the night and kind of planned it out. And so one of his coworkers texted Brooke and said, Hey, Todd's going to come home this afternoon with a crazy idea. And I think you should just go with it. And Brooke was like, what? What? <laughs> like no idea. Like that's not even going to be on her like, radar. has no idea what context. Right. Like, like that we should have another kid shortly after that. <laughs> like what kind of a crazy, and she's friends with this coworker. So she was like, Okay. And Todd got home and he said, what do you think if we drive to Disneyland through the night? So he got off work at, I think he got home at around noon that day. He left early and then they were going to wait for the kids to get home. And he's like, what if we go to Disneyland? And she was like, uh, I mean, I'm pregnant and this and that. And he's like, look, we're having a kid. We're not going to be able to go and enjoy it in the same way. Let's just go and let's just have a blast. And he's like, looking at the wait times, it's going to be amazing. Let's go. And, yeah. and Brooke was hesitant at first. She was like, I just want to make sure that I'm not getting ditched or things yeah. like that. Well, because another reason too, like, yes, she's pregnant and she has really hard pregnancies. So she's pretty sick, like her whole pregnancy, but her yes. son is five now and now he can ride all of the big rides. And I remember her saying that because she was pregnant, she did not want to miss Max going on all of the big rides for the first time. So yeah. she was... So I don't know if that happened, like if any of that, but that was one of her big reasons too, that she was like, I do not want to miss 
Max going on, like, I want to be there when he goes on Guardians. And, like, I want to be there when he goes on these big rides. Yeah. And so that was another big factor on top of being sick and pregnant that of she didn't, didn't want to go. Why they didn't in want to place. go in the first place. Yeah. That's, yeah. And I know that she did end up riding a couple of the big rides, the ones that they typically say, hey, if That's you're pregnant, amazing. don't ride those. So she did ride some of them um, and kind of played it by how she felt and things like that. Yeah. But, um, she, yeah, she ended up jumping on board and Todd said, I'm going to drive through the night. And so he did from Utah. That's a 10 plus hour ride, mm-hmm. uh, drive. And she drove for three hours of it, but he, in the middle of the night, but he drove the rest of the time and he got, they got to their hotel at 5 AM. They gosh. checked in and the, the lady at the front was like, if you want to pay such and such amount now, uh, or for an extra night, you can check into your room now. And they're like, great, let's check in. So they checked in at 5 a.m. And then at 8 a.m. is when they woke up and we saw them. So, I mean, a pretty incredible, if mm-hmm. if we're talking about addicted to the magic, like That's a commitment. we're all addicted to the magic. Oh, yeah. So I know there's people like us out there. Um, and literally me and Sky, I had kind of talked about that. I was like, what if we just jumped on a plane right now? And then, of course, I her husband- well, my husband had the craziest week at yeah. work. Like, they were wa- launching a new product, and it was not good timing yeah. at all. So it was like there was no way he would have been able yeah. to because we were looking at after work on Friday. Oh. But then you guys left anyway, so it was, you yeah. know, it didn't really work the, out. But. Um, well, it would have been just the perfect storm. Like, honestly, in that moment when, when we saw them, we were like – are Jess and Sky here too? Like, Aww, is this going to be awesome? That's but so sad. It was almost the perfect weekend. It was close. Yeah, and um, I had texted them because I was like, why didn't they tell me? I would have drove down and I would have helped <laughs> I would have helped him drive. Right? So, but it it's fine. More magical. I know. But it's fine. Anyway, so that was a fun thing, especially like Adam loves his brother and like mm-hmm. they get along great. And Brooke and I were college roommates. So like it's just a perfect storm. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, in fact, our kids – when they saw their kids just went completely nuts. Like they hugged them and they were screaming and they said, we're all going to Disneyland. And I mean, they were just so So excited. So it was really, that part really made it magical. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was, it was fun to kind of pal around with them for that day. Um, They also vacation similar to us, but they're also really good about like, Hey, if you need your free time, like, We're going to go do this. You guys do that. I feel like that's one thing that we learned from this trip is really like if you're traveling with other people, communicate your, your expectations going Mm -hmm. into the trip. Do you guys want to go on every ride together? Do you want to split off and do your own private things? Um, Because I feel like that's inevitably going to come up on the trip. Totally. Hey, there's. There's six spaces on a ride, but there's three in the front and three in the back. Are you okay splitting off from your significant other or whatever yeah. it is? Yeah. Or or do you need to to get a separate ride or what have you? Um, do you want to take some time alone? I know that when the six of us all traveled last year, um, we all got separate reservations at the Blue Bayou. And it was kind of nice. We just spent some mm-hmm. time with our spouse. But then we all jumped on rides together yeah. shortly thereafter. So um, that is one thing that they had a great time uh, splitting off and doing their own things mm-hmm. that they like to do. And then we split off and do our, did our own thing. So we liked that aspect of it. And I think that's a good lesson learned, but, mm-hmm. um, what else? General Disney stuff. Uh, the park is empty. 
It's do we want to so talk about good. that? We'll just do it now. Okay. So there's a couple of theories what I think. So I'd love to know what you think too yes. of like why it's so dead. So it's anticipated to be a really crazy summer because of Star Wars. So Star Wars opened what May 31st or something like that, right. like the end of May. Right. And a lot of people so I I still I used to work at Getaway Today and I still have a couple friends that work there and I've kind of like talked about, you know, what like what what from your perspective because they have a little bit more insight with Disney, not that much more cuz Disney's pretty secretive about everything. But they at least have a little bit more of a general idea of what's going on. And so it was anticipated to be a crazy summer. So at first, the first like 20 days or whatever with Star Wars, you were not allowed to go into the land unless you had a reservation. Do you remember yes. that? I yes. kind of forgot about that. And you had a time block of three hours, right? It's three yeah. hours. You had No, you- four hours. Oh, okay. So you got yeah. into the land at one time and you had to be out of that land like – I don't care if you were wanting to ride the Millennium And that's kind of like what they did because you had different colored wristbands. And so, like, you had to, at first, when you got into the land, of course, like, they checked your wristband or whatever. But it was like if you were in a shop trying to buy something, they checked your wristband. If you were in line, you had they checked your wristband. If Dang. you were getting food. So it was like they were constantly, like, checking these wristbands. And they, were, they said that they did it in a really nice way. Yeah. And, like, from what I've heard, that they stayed in character. It's the they most were magical just, like, way to say get out of. Yeah, they were just like, your ship's about to leave. Like, make sure you don't miss your ship back home. You know, they were oh, just being really nice about, awesome. like, get the F out of here. But <laughs> it's not your turn anymore. And so I think they were really nervous about all of that going on. And so they did that reservation system. And then after, it was, like, June 23rd, I think, was the exact date. And it has been crazy how slow it's been yeah the and first couple of days they hit park capacity mm-hmm. and which is fully what they expected mm-hmm. um they knew that it was gonna go nuts but that's other than that it. it's been like the park hasn't been this empty in like a decade like it's it's seriously so crazy so my theory of why it's been like this first of all star wars is massive like the star wars land it's massive it's so big that there's literally just more space for people to go so now there's literally 14 more acres which disneyland is only 62 or something acres to begin with so before disney world disneyland was like 62 acres and then galaxy's edge is now an additional 14 acres on top of that So I think there's just literally more space for people to go. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing, they blocked, they raised annual passes, like all of them. And that's the biggest problem with Disneyland is that all the locals go. Yeah. So they raised the price of the passes. And so now the most expensive pass, a lot of locals just like opted to go with the cheaper one. Right. Um, It's less, like you can go in less days, but at least they're still going. Right. Right. And then if it wasn't the most expensive one where it lets you go like every day, they blocked everyone out except yes. except for those two highest passes where it's like the one pass where you can literally go any day, including Christmas. And then the next lowest pass where only like the week before and after Christmas is blocked. Right. So those two passes are the expensive ones. And those were the only ones that were allowed to get in. And and I feel I like... I think that was, that was the biggest thing. Yeah. Is that... And they raised the ticket prices for a normal person to get in. Right. So it was more expensive for everyone, no matter who you were. 
And so what like Getaway Today has been hearing a lot of when, you know, people are calling in or like they're talking about their trips is they're like, oh, we'll just go next year. We'll go next year. We'll go next year because everyone's terrified that the park is going to be so crowded. Yes. And only like the most crazy, I wouldn't even say the most crazy because my husband's crazy. My, my father is crazy. My brothers are crazy about Star Wars and they're all not going until like the end of this year. So they didn't even right. go like right and that, when it opened. I was going to say, I'd add in that as well. Um, Disney, when they uh, presented this idea of Galaxy's Edge, they said that it was going to open with two e-ticket rides at opening. Yes. And they presented and they said, hey, we're going to do the Smuggler's Run and then this Rise of the Resistance ride yes. as well. And they projected that both were going to be opened on June 1st. And that's what they had been advertising at D23. And it wasn't until the beginning of this year in 2019 that they changed the delivery of that second ride, uh, Rise of the Resistance, for Disneyland. In Disney World, um, it's sooner. So in Disney, yeah, that's another big reason, too. It's like the land isn't even done yet. Yes. And so that second ride, and I somebody said this, and I think it put it in such a, like, such a perfect way. Is that that without that ride, the land doesn't feel complete. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like the land is amazing. It's beautiful. I'm glad we have it. It met my expectations, but it does feel, it feels like, wow, that was a lot of effort for, for that. Right. Like it does, it honestly feels like there's a little something missing. There's definitely something missing. There's definitely, um, we were just talking about the Pathway of the Jedi, which is something that they used to do in mm-hmm. Tomorrowland, where they would have an adult Jedi train the young children how to be Jedi and things like that. And mm-hmm. then they would battle a character like Darth Vader or Kylo Ren. And uh, they removed that from Tomorrowland. And we had hoped that when they opened Galaxy's Edge, they'd bring that back. Mm-hmm. And they haven't yet. And I think there's more opportunities. There's definitely space but I think it's there's so more opportunities big. for that interaction and those kind of performances that go on throughout the day. And so I feel like this this opening of Galaxy's Edge, while they promoted it initially as like, it's going to be this huge big bang, yeah. I actually think it's going to be a slow build. And once it's complete, it's going to be incredible. I think, I think so. it's incredible already just walking around, but you do get that feeling of there's going to be more coming and I'm excited to see what they keep doing with this land and these characters. So the one in Disneyland opened at the end of May. The one in Disney world actually just opened. Yeah. Um, like a week and a half ago as we're recording this podcast and both, it's funny because the one in Disneyland opened before, Mm -hmm. but they are getting rise of the resistance after Disney World does. So they're not getting it until mid-January of two th- of 2020. Right. Where um, the ones in Disney World, like Disney World is getting it in December, early right. December. So it's not that much sooner, but it's just like kind of shocking. Yeah. But what I've heard from, you know, the back end is they ca- they ran into all these problems when they were doing Rise of the Resistance that because Disney World was already a little bit farther behind, they were able to just kind of bypass all of them. Fix the problems and by then the now, time they started. Exactly. So they didn't even run into the problem, and now it will be complete before the other one, which is yeah. so funny. So it's going to be the exact same ride. And from what I've seen of, like, the layout and um, just what I've – because I follow lots of Disney people. And so what I've seen from, you know, the people that went opening weekend or that have gone with their cast previews at Disney World 
It looks identical. It, exactly the I same. I think it's exactly the same. In fact, so identical that I thought, oh, so-and-so, they just came to California. And I was like, oh, no, no they're no, in Florida still. Like That's Disney World. And they don't call it anything different. It's Batu in both places. So it's not like one on one coast it's called one thing and then on the other coast it's called something else. It's Galaxy's Edge. You're in Batu in both. And the same thing means same time frame. Yep. Everything's the same. Yeah, everything. Which is, is interesting because sometimes I feel like they try to switch it up just they enough do. to make, hey, this is our unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Pirates of the Caribbean is just slightly different. Yeah. The theming on the exterior yeah. to go with a little bit more of a Creole style. So, um, but yeah, that that is an interesting take on like perhaps some people are just saying, hey, I'd rather wait until I get the complete package. And maybe maybe that's one of the reasons why people aren't That's coming. a big, I think... That's my last thing of why I think it's so empty is people are literally just waiting if they're going to go. They might as well just wait until the whole thing is complete. So I really am terrified for 2020. Right. (laughs) Which is funny because it's going to be. I actually feel like a lot of people like Adam and I initially had said, we don't want to go in 2019. It's going to be so crazy. The first year that it opens, Mm -hmm. let's wait a year and then go when it's less crowded. Here's what I'm learning from my experience. 2019, it's not going to get crowded. I don't no. foresee Galaxy's Edge making everything feel insane and mm-hmm. really hitting that max capacity. I see 2020, especially in the initial release of Rise of the Resistance, as being one of those huge park Crazy. Years. Um, Crazy. And, and also pointing out... Um, they actually, in preparation, recognizing, oh man, this summer 2019 is going to be so crazy that they actually did a lot of promos to encourage people to come before Star Wars. Because yes, they did. There was a lot. Um, there was a a drop off in attendance right before Galaxy's Edge was going to open, mm-hmm. starting in January, and they noticed their attendance was dropping, and so they started doing these promos saying, "Hey, we'll let you come in for you know a cut of fifty dollars off." Per day, mm-hmm. per ticket. And I mean, incredible discounts. It and was so, insane, the discounts. And I feel like that time was busier than it has been absolutely, this summer. <laughs> absolutely. So I feel like that also adds to the, hey, why aren't people coming? Mm-hmm. Because some of them said, well, we could go January through through May and go at a cheaper price, but we missed our worst galaxy's edge we'll go to star wars next year exactly Mm -hmm. or we can we can wait it out and pay a higher price because they also had said they were going to raise the ticket and they did they delivered (laughs) quite a bit um and so i feel like there were a lot of people that were in the parks january through may that weren't planning Mm -hmm. on it initially but they were like hey these prices are great let's go now and we'll wait for galaxy's edge which Hey, there's no right or wrong way no. to really do Disneyland. So that's great. I feel like save your money and it works out. But that those are kind of our takes on why the park is slower. Um, has Disney finally hit its magical spot? I of, hope so. Uh, of making those tickets expensive enough to where it deters some people, not all people, but some people will say, hey, I'm not going to go four times a year, I'm just going to go once a year or Mm -hmm. I'm going to go once every three years, which then means that your park capacity is lower uh, as compared to like, uh, I think there's just a a sweet spot of price ticket versus the the number of people that are willing to pay that amount. And I hope that we've reached that point. I I hope hope so. so. Because 
in my experience this weekend, it was so nice to actually be walking through open spaces and hearing the music and not hearing loud conversations or people bustling around or pushing strollers through, you know, crowded areas. It was nice mm-hmm. to just enjoy space, which it sounds silly. so nice. But honestly, like the magic comes back a little bit more mm-hmm. when it's less crowded. I've been, Jess and I were at Disneyland last year when it hit max capacity. It was insane. It was during the gay days in October in 2018 and the park hit max capacity and we literally, max pass shut down. We were pushing through crowds. It was hot. It was, it was a busy, busy day. That compared to just this last week is like night and day. Like it's crazy. Really being able to enjoy the magic. Now, would I have decided not to go back in October knowing it was going to hit max capacity? Absolutely not. Never. I will go, but I'm going to approach it a little bit differently. Yeah. And yeah. so, like I said, this trip, I feel like I was able to really enjoy the the negative space and then fill that in with fun things. There was actually a time uh, later on in the evening and we were standing alongside the rivers of America and it was Todd and Brooke and their kids and Adam and I and our kids and we could hear the kind of banjo-y music playing and we just had our own little dance party in the middle of the walkway in front of Pirates and the kids were dancing and we were dancing and I felt like in that moment I thought, this is why we do Disney. And it's yeah. not necessarily like, hey, my kid made the funniest face on the right, although I can share stories about that. <laughs> although he did. But he did make the best faces. <laughs> um, there's there's that negative space. And I really enjoyed that this time. And I think it's because it was so empty. So another thing that um, that I wanted to point out about this, this time um, we had different age kids and I feel like different age kids demand different things at Disneyland. And I feel like without getting into too many details about kids, um, having the expectation of, Oh, the last time we went to Disneyland X, Y, and Z happened and it's going to happen again. So good or bad, like, Oh, my kids, they can't handle lines because they're so restless and they're four and two years old. It's going to be a nightmare. We need to have things planned in line. Um, there are other things like, oh, my kids loved the the fireworks last time. They're going to love them. We have to get a good spot for fireworks. Mm-hmm. Kids change, and it's interesting how subtly yeah. that can occur. Um, my, my youngest was finally able to ride the big kid rides, and he was all about being on the rides, which was a new, fun change for us. Yeah. But my six-year-old, oddly enough, wanted to see any performance or parade and was really distracted by those things, whereas he hasn't in the past. And so I think really learning to adapt to your kids. I think the first day we were there, we actually had the most fun because we really just said, hey, here's my expectation. Here's what we're going to do. Make a recommendation for the ride. In fact, we practiced before we went to the park. (laughs) We, We said, mom and dad are in charge. Who's in charge? Mom and dad. Yeah, mom and dad are in charge, okay? And if you want to pick a ride, mom and dad are going to be picking all the rides. But if you'd like to add your opinion in, you can say, hey, mom or hey, dad, 
I'd like to make a suggestion. Okay, can you practice that? And it was so funny and it's That's silly so to do that. <laughs> but for that first day, it was nice for them to be able to feel like they had a voice. We were hearing them, but we also weren't going to go wait for 60 minutes on Peter Pan when we knew it was going to slow down right before right. the the fireworks. And so prepping our kids was really, it paid off, I think, on the first day. Second day with cousins, it kind of all flew out the window because we just did whatever they wanted and they did whatever we wanted and we were just running around so it kind of it's a little bit more difficult when you're in a different group yeah that totally does change things right but I think I think that it was helpful to prep them beforehand um another unique thing that we did this time is really taking advantage of um some experiences that that we hadn't in the past two of which one of them was lamplight lounge in dca mm-hmm. um i it used to do be, that i'm jealous it's it's incredible it used to be ariel's grotto and that's uh where they had princess characters mm-hmm. that would come and meet and greet and i've done that before and it looked it honestly looked really cute it's the same exact building there's nothing different except for they've uh redone the decor but like the the actual floor plan is exactly the same I felt like it was so magical to be in a relaxing atmosphere. You're running around all day and enjoying your time Mm -hmm. at Disneyland and getting on the rides and eating food and this and that. And then to just sit in a restaurant. So we were sitting at a table just overlooking Paradise Bay. And um, it's really cute. They give the kids um, a menu to color with, but it's with a pencil and they can sketch and do funny things and... Um, I feel like it was really imaginative, but it was also really relaxing for my husband and I. It felt like we were sitting on at an oceanfront restaurant and just relaxing. We got to watch the sunset, and it was really just unique to Disneyland. And I would say, like, as a recommendation, try lots of different restaurants. I have my favorites. We love Carnation Cafe. Love it. Um, I, I personally love the Stage Door Cafe. There's lots of restaurants that we just love, um, the French market, but I feel like dining at different places really gives you a unique perspective. It does. Um, and a unique feel each time. The other place that we dined at was the Plaza Inn, which I've never done the character dining experience there, but we went to the Plaza Inn for breakfast and we had breakfast with the characters. Um, there's a couple of other character dining experiences that you mm-hmm. can do at the Disneyland Resort, but this is one that I hadn't done before. And it was really neat to see how my kids interacted with the characters, mm-hmm. but also that it wasn't um, a buffet where they were getting up and running around. But mom and dad, we grabbed their stuff at the buffet and we took care of them and and really just experiencing different things at different restaurants. Like I said, we loved the French market and we sat there one night while uh, the band was playing. We got to hear some fun kind of Bayou music. So I feel like it's not just about like, oh, well, I've got to eat food, although that is important. You, you need, need to, to eat. <laughs> You're walking around a lot and I'm sorry, but Stay I hydrated. chug water and I don't pee a lot. So that's a bad sign. <laughs> it's serious. Serious. But so like, really, mean? you have to fuel yourself. So like you have to eat. But getting the experience along with it was really a different, uh, a different experience. Getting a different experience, uh, it was a, a unique take on Disneyland, and really yeah. allowing us to to listen and smell and see all the cool things about Disneyland. Because 
I feel like that has something to do with the energy. Mm. Because there's less people, everyone's more relaxed, so everyone's energy is better. Whereas it's crowded, everybody's energy is like tense and crazy and like yes. trying to move and like they can't move and they're just and they're just running. So I think a lot of that probably had to do with everyone else's energy. Absolutely. And it like totally, I think energy totally feeds off. Especially when you're stuck trying to get through freaking Tomorrowland and you can't move uh, and everyone's stressed out and everyone's pushing each other. Yep. And that's... It's stressful. Yeah. And that's that's another part of the parks being um, more slow mm-hmm. this year. I felt like some of the Disney magic that's maybe disappeared a little bit with crowds started to come back. And I was pointing out to my husband, I said, where else in the world do random strangers tell you happy birthday? Because you're it's wearing so a pin. Cute. You got your cute pin from the uh, from Main Street. And it says, I'm celebrating my 10th birthday. And the cast members are told to say happy birthday. Mm-hmm. How old are you turning? Oh, that's awesome. And really like give you a great experience and recognize that. But I got to witness random park goers saying happy birthday saying I recognize your pin and I know that's important so I'm going to say happy birthday yeah or walking down the street and saying hello another one of my favorite things that I try to instill in my kids that I think goes along with the magic is waving when you're on the train I love that. every every person that's walking by the train they look up and they see the train and there's quite a few that look down immediately and they get back to the ride they were going to or what have yeah. you. But if you wave at all of them like you're part of the show and they wave back like you're a character that they're waving to. It's just, it's the magic of Disneyland that I feel like some people get and some people don't. Yeah. But when it's slower, you can't avoid, I mean, there's three people walking down the path and I'm waving at you. You can't. You can't avoid it. You can't you know pretend I'm that waiting. you were waving at the person behind you. Exactly. There ain't no one behind So you. that person then is waving back. And we had a lot of really good experiences with the park being slow that just reminded me of, of the magic yeah. that really is Disneyland. It's not necessarily the rides, although my kids had a blast. And honestly, I'll have to repost my youngest son rode Radiator Springs for the I first time. I was honestly <laughs> crying. I was laughing so hard. He... It was so funny. He's so animated. He and really is. He's... I mean, when we watch fireworks, he'll go, yeah, yeah. But he, on that ride, literally... He was in the driver's space, but there's yeah. no steering wheel. And so we told him he was driving, and he was just so stoked about it. And when they said, you know... Ready, set, go. And it was our turn. He literally screamed, yeah, yeah, for the entire ride. It was so, so funny. That kind of magic, that kind of experience mm-hmm. um, really does make everything better. And I will say, to add to the slowness to the park, the fact that I didn't wait longer than 15 minutes for any ride. That is... Literally any ride. That's so wild. Including... Uh, the smugglers run at Galaxy's Edge. No longer than 15 minutes. They said it was 30. It was 15. Mm -hmm. But um, not having to wait that long in line also meant that our energy wasn't depleted and our emotions weren't out of whack. Like, oh, we just stood in the sun for 30 extra minutes and we're stressed and we're bugged and we're annoyed. And then we get on the ride and don't enjoy it as much. I felt like more of our experiences were just aided by the fact that we were... We weren't having to be stressed. Right. Um, so that that was another bonus uh, to I this trip. That. But 
Love it. Yeah. I had mentioned that, I think, too, that if Disneyland stays this empty because it's a little bit pricier, I'd be so happy. Yeah. But we'll just have to see how... So, I mean, if you're listening to this and it's still 2019 and you have the opportunity to be like Todd and Brooke and just throw your kids in the car and drive or, you know, you have some extra airline miles, you just want to, like, you know, hop on a plane and go. Do it. Do it. Because having experiences like this, hopefully it stays like this and there will still be days or weeks or whatever, certain times of the year that you can experience these downtimes. But it hasn't been that way in a long time. In a long time. It seems like the downtimes are still so busy. Yeah. And so, I feel like like there have been times where we were saying, oh, let's go in February because we know it's going to be slow. Yes, it's slower, but there's also less rides. Yeah, at, they do all the refurbishments and, and things like that. And so we've had to still wait an hour in line. But I feel mm-hmm. like, as I said before, some of the magic that has been lost with crowds is returning to Disneyland by so. by just allowing more people to just enjoy space and enjoy mm-hmm. seeing the reaction on other people's faces when they wave or things like that. And really, like, I'm fine with Disneyland when it's busy. But I will say there are things, there are aspects to the park that are missing when it is busy. Mm-hmm. And I hope we can get back to a place where it is comfortable. So. Yeah, I think so too. And I think I saw a statistic. I'm like, I'm sorry if this is wrong because I'm just pulling this off the top of my head. But the second year Disneyland was open is when they hit a million guests that had been there. Wow. And now the average is about 20 million per year. So, yes, there's, and that's just Disneyland. So, we're not talking about Disneyland and California Adventure. So, like, yeah, there's more rides, there's more things open, but it's 20 times busier on average than it used to be. Yeah. I just, like, cannot wrap my brain around that. I'm like, that is amazing. And I've also heard that this year, even though it has been so slow, that Disney hasn't, like, seen a loss in profits. Wow. So I kind of, I love that because it makes me think that it's that it's really, you know, just, like, controlling the locals a little bit more, which if I was a local, like, yeah, that would kind of suck if, you know, I'm used to going two times a a week and now I can only go like once every other week yeah. or, you know, whatever, because my passes are blocked. But at the same time, like everybody kind of enjoys it more. Everyone enjoys it more like the way Amanda was explaining it of like, it's not as crowded. Um, it just, it's just nice to breathe while you're there. It's nice to enjoy the music and not worry about the crowd. So I hope that the feedback that Disney is getting is, is positive because yeah. I I mean I think everybody that's gone this year is like ex- like overly happy of yeah. the way that it's turned out and yeah like I I don't at the same like I feel bad a little bit for the locals because they're like maybe that's the whole reason why they live in California but at the same time I really don't feel bad for them because honestly us vacationers are spending way more money than the people that have annual passes. Like, that's just the way it is. We're spending more money than they are, and I think Disney is recognizing that, and they're, even though it's more expensive and it might feel like a punishment, I feel like Disney is rewarding those. Right. And I, like, this isn't to say that, like, 
we're frustrated at locals, but I think there is a no, different goal. No, we're not. Goal. We're not. There's a different goal when you're going as a local than when you are yes. going as a vacationer. And I think that, uh, and you pointed this out about Disney World, everybody there is a vacationer mm-hmm. versus Disneyland where there are a lot of people that could drive, you know, 10 minutes to get to Disneyland. I think that another aspect of this that I hope I don't overstep any bounds by saying this, um, when I was younger and we used to go to the same theme park regularly, we used to stretch the boundaries of what was acceptable because I just had already done all the rides a million times. So, hey, you know what? Let's try this ride. Let's stand up when we're going down the tunnel or let's do, Mm -hmm. let's throw this at the characters and things like that. I'm not saying that's what local people at Disneyland do, but I will say you get less distracted when it's not so commonplace. When the magic is, like I haven't rode Pirates of the Caribbean 18 times, so I'm looking for a way to jazz it up. No, I've only ridden it, you know, twice this month. I actually want to ride it and just enjoy it. Yeah. And I think, I hope, and and perhaps I, I don't know as well, but I hope that we all get better experiences, maybe because we don't go as often, but exactly. we're really taking advantage yes. of when we go. And maybe that's more of like Disney's goal with, you know, having locals go a little bit less mm-hmm. is, and then everybody appreciates it more. Yeah. So we'll see how it ends up being unfolded in yeah. 2020. Like buckle up and power through or maybe it will still be great who knows we'll just we'll just have to see what the future holds. and you know we'll be going back in 2020 just we're never gonna trips? not go you have a trip planned for disneyland paris which yes. we're gonna do a podcast about that as soon as she gets back it's because i've never been so fast and i'm so jealous so when me and my husband got married back in uh 2016 so this is our third year of marriage um we decided that it would be so fun to go to a different Disney park every single year. Cool. That was just kind of like our goal that we wanted to do. So we decided that every anniversary we would try to spend it at a Disney park. And we haven't been able to do it on our anniversary except for that first time. So in 2017, we went to Disneyland um, and we actually went on our anniversary but it was spring break. <laughs> so oh, sure. we were like, wow, that sucked. <laughs> it was still so fun, but it was before Max Pass. So it was pretty crowded. And so we were like, okay, maybe we, we won't go right on our anniversary. We'll just make it like every year. So that's like how it kind of turned into. And then the last year we went to Disney World. Um, so that was the new park that we went to. That was the first time my husband went. So fun. We went with my, my whole family ended up coming. Ironically, my brother um, and his now fiance, they went with us the first year to Disneyland. And then when we went to Disney World, they went and that's when they got engaged. Like my brother literally cute. proposed in front of the castle. It was so cute. cute. Um, and then this year, because um, they're saving up for their wedding, they didn't go to a, a Disney park with us. So they were like, Paris wasn't on the top of their list so we are going to Disneyland Paris this year yes to celebrate our different Disney park so I am so 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 excited Uh, and then next year um after excuse me after they do actually get married we're going to Tokyo Disney because that's (gasps) the one that they really want to go to yeah and it's just fun I just love going to Disney with Uh, my brother and um 
it'll be his wife, then I can officially say she's my sister-in-law then. So, yeah, so Disneyland Paris, man, Paris has, like, I am just going to be a a hot mess the whole time I'm there. Um, When I was in the fifth grade, I tried to teach myself French. Oh. Yeah, and then the the sixth grade, we had to do a country report, and I did it on France, and I made yes. my mom, um, well, because I didn't really know how to cook then, so I tried to help her, but basically I made my mom. She made everybody crepes. Oh, So, my like, gosh. while I was doing my presentation, I passed around crepes yes. <laughs> for everyone. So I really have had an obsession with Paris and France, like, my whole life, basically. So this is, like, my ultimate trip, oh. honestly. Like, I have been dreaming it's about Disney. Paris. It's Paris. It's yes. dreams. It's yes. magic. I've been dreaming about Paris. For so long. And I've actually been trying to use the app Duolingo to teach myself French. Oh. It's hard. <laughs> like, it's not as easy as I thought. And I haven't been doing it consistently. So You'll I need to buckle. Fine. I need to, like, buckle up and do it because we are going um, at the end of October. So that <sighs> is coming up in, like, a month and a half, which is yes. insane. I, I feel like I can't even believe that we're going to be there. I'm just going to cry a lot and... We'll just see. And Disneyland Paris. Um, so a guy named Ted Baxter, he's a pretty famous Imagineer. He is the one who did basically all the mountains. Um, Big Thunder, hmm. Indiana Jones, um, Splash Mountain, and I think Space Mountain. Don't quote me on Space Mountain, but I know for sure he did the others. Um, he's the one who actually did Disneyland Paris. Awesome. And so Galaxy's Edge, where that strip of land is right now, that used to be an entire area. Um, they like they've had that land forever. They've just never done anything with it. Mm. And so back when this is like a long story we can get into later, so I'll just make it really short. But like Ted Baxter, he is the one who did Big Thunder, and right after he did it, they were going to do a, a completely new land. It was supposed to be like a steampunk futuresque. Like what would it be like? You guys should look it up online. It, I think it was called, oh gosh, I can't remember what the land was called, but if you just look up like Ted Baxter um, abandoned land project or something like that, it will pop up and you can hmm. see the concept art for it, um, but a lot of things happened because then they were like, oh, let's open our first Euro Disney because like they had the Asian Disney parks, the park, I think just Tokyo Disney, and it had been so successful that they were like, let's do a Euro Disney. And it flopped way bad. Like, people of Paris hated it. And so then, because it was so much money to do all of that, they had to, like, cut back on a lot of expansions throughout all the other parks. So that land never happened, and it's just been sitting there, and now it's Galaxy's Edge. So it would have been cool, honestly, but I'm, like, also super, super happy that we have Galaxy's Edge. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. But anyways, I'm, like, I'm a nerd about Ted Baxter. I, like, freaking love him. (laughs) so much love him so anyways he designed the whole thing and a lot of people I feel like when I um when I tell people like we're going to Disneyland Paris for the first time I feel like their reaction is always to tell me like okay but just just don't expect this and don't expect that and it wasn't like this and so a lot of people are just like they just were like they just like want you to know that they're like don't get your hopes up like it's not that great But to me, I'm, like, I literally could go on, like, no rides and just walk around because it's so intricately designed and it's so beautiful. Like, every – it's Disney 
land times 10 of like the intricacy and like the details of everything it's just beautiful mm-hmm. it is such the a beautiful castle park. is incredible the castle is built into a natural mountain like a natural hill like it is so incredible cool. it's so cool so like the castle the back side of it um it turns into grass like it's just this like natural like fusion into grass i'm just gonna be super jealous when you get back but that'll be okay it'll make me make plans to go myself (laughs) i know i'm so stoked and we happened to book our trip during halloween because my husband's birthday is october 29th and we're like and we've been to a different city um we went to san francisco over halloween one time for his uh birthday and it's like so much fun to just have that cultural experience somewhere else yeah on halloween it was amazing like san francisco we were right in the heart of the gay district it was amazing and everyone dressed up to the nines in their halloween costumes like it was amazing so we ended up after we booked the trip we decided um disney paris also does halloween parties but they only do two oh instead of you know like the 18 or 20 that uh the american disney parks do yeah so they have one two days before Halloween and then they have one on Halloween and that's it. And so we booked tickets to the Halloween party oh. and I, I don't know what to expect. I follow a Disneyland Paris account and I like messaged her and said like, I'm going like, what should I expect? And she was like, I've never been. So you're going to have to tell me what to do. do you know so what there really isn't yet. I think so. Okay. Um, Is it a surprise? No, I just, in case if I change it. I mean, I can say what I want to do, but I might change it. Okay. But my, for all of those of you who don't know what I look like, I have like short blonde hair and I actually, my hair appointment, my next one is right before we leave and I think I'm going to cut bangs. So like it'll be short and fresh blonde and I saw this commercial with Miss Piggy Oh, and when she flipped her head, gosh. I was like, wait, that's my You're hair. Like, done. <laughs> done. With oh. her fangs and her short hair. I was like, wait, I have to because I wanted to do a Disney theme. Yeah. But, like, we have to be warm because it's going to be October and the party's from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. So I'm like, I need to stay warm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it's probably going to be so cold because it literally snows at Disneyland Paris. Like I've seen photos of people like trunching their strollers through snow. Oh. Like it snows. It's cold there. It's not like the American Disney parks like it snows. I mean, it's probably not going to like I hope it's not going to snow, but maybe, I don't know. It snows here sometimes in yeah. Utah on Halloween, yeah. so like you never know. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to do Miss Piggy and I don't I kind of want my husband to also be Kermit, but like I'm not going to make him. Uh, but you have to make him. So <laughs> Sorry, Sky, if you're listening to this. And I just want to, like, dramatically flip my hair like Miss Piggy does and just go, like, mm, Kermit, like, all, <laughs> like, all night long. Done. Done. You, yep, yep. There's so. your audition tape right there. You're set. You're done. Oh, anyways. That's but awesome. I cannot wait to record that podcast episode either. It's going to be amazing, so. That's great. I just, like, love that we did that, I, that tradition of us going to a different park every year. Even though this year we were very spoiled and we went to Disney World, we went to Disneyland for a day and we'll go to Disneyland Paris. So oh my We're gosh. just so spoiled, but I love it. We're addicted to the <sighs> addicted. magic. See, so. and I feel like that, like, we, we have no plans in the future to make it out to Disneyland, but yeah, I just know it'll we. happen. Like, yeah. 
So we don't have it on our radar. We don't have something that. But it always ends up on the calendar. It's a priority. Never failing. We end up at Disneyland. So I'm excited to talk about the next time we go. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to go with just adults and ditch our kids. Um, but I'll talk Peace at some out. point about going to Disneyland with kids and how great it is and also some things you can do to avoid the pitfalls. But um, yeah, we're excited for our next Disney trip, but I'm excited to hear about Jess's next Disney trip. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait. I'm like, yeah, I'll just be a hot mess crying, but do it. The we're going to do it. Just do it. This is so magical. I know. And then I'm going to be like in a depression, literally, when we when get back. Get home. <laughs> I always get sick after I get back from Disneyland. And I don't know whether that's like I'm not getting all the germs from the rides off or whether it's I have like actual withdrawals. But probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the joy is gone in exactly. my life. So anyway. <laughs> well, that's all I have to share about this trip. I mean, there's lots of things that I think I can add, but. Um, generally just Disney's great and Disneyland this time was really a great experience. It always, we always leave with, with a new understanding of different things we can do Yeah, and, um, things that we enjoy more one time that we didn't really enjoy the last time or things that stood out to us as being like the best part of the trip. It changes every time. And I, I think highlights for us were, seeing our kids ride on new rides, mm-hmm. um, dining at places that we hadn't before, and really looking for opportunities to just share the magic with other people, say yeah. hi, smile, so dance cute. in the streets, and really just do what I imagine Walt Disney thought we were going to do. Like the stories yeah. when he was imagining Disneyland is, you know, he was at an amusement park that was gross and run down, and he was there with his daughters and thought about wanting to build a cleaner place that they could enjoy. And I think that we're now getting to see that this clean park and enjoying real magic rather than just a facade that looks like it's going to be fun, but is yeah. is not quite there. So yeah, we had a blast. So, so fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we are done with this episode. Peace. Well, you know, we really could talk forever, but we're going to end it here. I never know, like, a natural way to end it. So, hopefully that felt natural. Like, okay, we're just ending it. We'll we'll see you later. We're still kind of new at this, so we'll figure it out. If it's awkward, we'll (laughs) fix it up for next time. So, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Addicted to the Magic Podcast. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.